Welcome to Centre Church. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. We've been working through a series uh, in these, these weeks uh, of Psalm 37, verses 3 to 7. And uh, this is our third Sunday in it, so we've got this week and next week before we finish this passage. And uh, so far, we've, we've looked at two or three verses in this this passage, and we've, we've looked on the very first week uh, of being still and waiting for the Lord. This, the very end of what we're going to read, there's this understanding that he, uh, God says, look, be still before me. So the idea of, it's not about prayer, it's not about worship, it's not about the things that we would normally associate about coming to God, but actually the, the call for us to just be with Him. Be still before the Lord. Just be there. Just be in the room with Him. Again, there's a challenge for us to silence the other voices and to quiet our hearts. And, and maybe it is something that comes after we commit all our cares and all our worries and we, we spend that time in worship, but we come to that space where we ultimately are just saying, Lord, I'm here. I'm just here at Your feet. And then waiting for what God wants to do. Wait patiently before the Lord. Uh, last week, we, we went back to the beginning of this passage where it says, trust in God, to trust in Him. This challenge we have for, for each of us, there's, a, there's a, a, a normal response for us to trust in something. And so often we're looking to all different things. We're trusting our jobs, we're trusting our families. But God said, look, trust in me, trust in me and do good. There's this action that is then called to, after we put our trust in Him, our actions afterwards are reflective of the trust we've chosen. Again, it, it, it's, it's in a comparison to what we see in James where it says, look, faith without works is dead. There's a connection between our faith and then doing what God calls us to do, doing good, doing what is right, choosing the path that might not be the easy path, but it's the path that God calls us to. And so we're called to trust in Him, to do good, to dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture, to feed of His faithfulness. And so we're going to read this morning the whole passage again. And then we're going to look at the next passage along, that, uh, or the next verse along. It says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your ways to the Lord and trust in Him, and He will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Now we're going to look at verse 4 this morning. And uh, it's quite simple. This, this verse, in a sense, there's not a lot of words, but it says, take delight in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. What an interesting passage. Uh, there are two D words, big D words, delight and desire. Uh, to me, I, I think these are the words that get you out of bed in the morning. Delight and desire. It, it's the things that are, are our passion. It's the things that are deep within us. The things that make life worth living. This delight, this, this enjoyment. Now, the first word we have, it says, delight yourself in the Lord. Delight could be defined this way. Or, I mean, is defined this way in the, in the dictionary. is great pleasure or satisfaction. Great pleasure or satisfaction. In other words, we could say in this passage, find great pleasure and satisfaction in. Now, before 
we say in the Lord, there, there's a, a reality that for each one of us, we were created to enjoy pleasure. You know, there's been a wing of the church over the years that has kind of viewed anything that's pleasurable should be resisted. And, uh, you know, it's just to be hard. And that's why Christians sometimes look like they've, they've got soured pickles in their mouth or something. You know, they just don't look very happy. I believe Christians, believers in Christ, should know what it means to have pleasure. Correct? We were created for pleasure. God created us with this ability to enjoy. Can I see a smile? Yeah, we can, we can have joy. We can have pleasure. We can enjoy the things that He's created us to enjoy. We can feel satisfied. Life is not just to be hard. Although there's hard seasons of life, there is also pleasure to be enjoyed. Now, it's a natural instinct to seek pleasure and to find satisfaction. It's, it's a natural instinct or an inbuilt creation inside of us. We go on holiday. Why? Because we're looking for that pleasure of sitting by the beach, listening to the waves and the seagulls. We look for that. We long for that, don't we? Especially when you're in the office or you're working. You long for that pleasure of maybe sitting out in a nice countryside environment. Maybe we, we, we look to, to get that dream job if you're in that part of your life where you're looking for work and you think, oh, you know, you just, the desire to, to have something, the, the, the delight of, of sitting behind the desk and being top dog. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's in hobbies. We find pleasure in hobbies. Uh, some people enjoy fishing. I know there's one guy here who enjoys fishing. Um, my family enjoy shooting. Um, my sister and my brother-in-law, they go, and my dad used to as well, they, they go to the, the, the gun range and fire their handguns. I, it's not a pleasure I've found in life, but they do. Different strokes for different folks, I guess. It's, it's, it's things that we enjoy, though. For me, I, I've discovered the, the great pleasure of motorcycles. Can I hear an aim? Amen. I mean, there's not, no, you know, there's a wonderful thrill to get on the back of a bike and be out in the beautiful English roads or Welsh roads or Scottish roads and, and just see nature. Spent three months doing it. Jesus. It, it, there's pleasure in these things, isn't there? We, we have a staff member uh, in the business who enjoys horseback riding, has three horses and spends her whole life around these horses. And, you know, I understand, you know, pets and animals can, can give great pleasure. Having, walking in a room and a dog, so happy to see you, just that moment. Again, even though you were only out of the room for a minute. We can have great pleasure in houses and cars, in food. How many know what I'm talking about with food? That pleasure of sitting down to a nice meal, either in a restaurant or, you know, when I go to my mom's house and she cooks the spread, all those favorite foods you grew up with that only mom can make, you know, your mama's cooking, and you're eating that and the nice desserts and all that goes with it. I mean, there's great pleasure in that. I mean, if life could all be that, it'd be amazing. Now, there's a problem, though, that all those pleasures that I've mentioned, none of those I would say are wrong in themselves. They're not wrong. We are created to enjoy those things. However, all the pleasures I just mentioned are temporal. 
You know, the holiday does come to an end. You know, the, the, the motorbike season finishes and the rain comes and, and, and life goes on. There, there's a reality that the, the house that you, you took great delight in starts to break down and has leaks and you need to repair it. And that wonderful, beautiful car that you just bought it was so beautiful. It had that new car smell. How many love that new car smell? We just usually get the car freshener that smells like a new car. Um, that new car smell. But then the car smell goes away after your kids spill stuff in the back and you get milk spilt in the back. I remember when we had little kids and they spilt milk. Milk in the back of a car just doesn't go away. That new car smell goes away and it smells like rotten milk. Point being is the things that we think were so pleasurable and they maybe did give a season of pleasure come to an end. Now, in this verse, we say, we see that we're challenged to delight ourselves in the Lord. Delight ourselves, find great pleasure and satisfaction in the Lord. Come to that place, actually, where, where He is our one pursuit. In, in fact, when we look at Revelation 2, we, we can even read it maybe slightly different, where uh, Jesus is talking about this first love right, to the church, this first love, you've lost your first love. I think delighting ourselves in the Lord is finding our first love in Him. It's saying, actually, my, my one pursuit, above as, as much as I love a steak dinner, actually, that isn't my pursuit. My pursuit isn't the motorcycle. My pursuit isn't the job. My, my passion isn't a relationship, so the things around me, but my one love, my one big pursuit in my life is the Lord. I, I, in fact, in that, it's, it's my, my, in my longing, it's my focus, it's what I get out of the bed for in the morning is this relationship I have with God. And it's reflected in my prayer life and my devotional life. It's, it's reflected in the decisions I make because I, I want to please the Lord. It's, it's this thing that's a driving force in my life. I believe that we can have pleasure in Christ. I believe we can find this fulfillment in Christ that nothing else in this world can offer. You see, I can find a short-term fulfillment and enjoyment in a relationship, but actually that even still wanes if Christ isn't filling the deeper need of my life. Christ alone is what can satisfy the deep parts of who we are. And I believe that's why we see the next part of this verse. It says, find your satisfaction and pleasure in the Lord. And what does the next part say? It says, and He will give you the desires of your heart. So we got, we've got this, this, uh, these two words, delight, and we have desires. Delight and desire. So we can delight ourselves in Him. We can, instead of looking to the things of this world, we can look to Christ. And in looking to Christ, He said, I will give you the desires of your heart. Now, in, in, on first looking at that, at first glance, you think, we're getting a blank check from heaven. You delight yourself in, in Christ, and, and God just gives you this blank check that you can fill in for whatever you like, and God will give it to you. However, I think we need to look a little bit deeper than that. Our desire, the desires of our heart, can I put it this way, are the deep longings within us. The deep longings within us. When we speak of desires of the heart, these are the things that are deep longings within us. 
To satisfy yourself in the Lord, He will meet the deep longings within us. So to satisfy yourself in Christ, He will meet the desires we have for the following things. I, I think these are longings of a heart to be loved. Find pleasure and satisfaction in Christ and He will meet the desire we have to be loved, to be accepted, to be fulfilled, to be forgiven, to have a purpose, to, to have direction for our life, to have a security in knowing who we are, to have a clear identity of why I'm on this planet. Find your fulfillment in Christ. Find your pleasure in Christ. And He will meet the needs inside of you. You see, what happens in this world is that when Christ isn't our first pursuit, and He's somewhere down the line, we are trying to find our significance, our love, our, our security, and all these other things. The problem is, all of that wanes, and in the, the end of it, we end up empty. We end up feeling unloved and we, we, we feel rejected and we feel like we need other people's approval and other people to boister our, our ego to, to feel secure in ourselves. When Christ said, look, if you find your pleasure in me, if you look to me, if you, you pursue a relationship with me, I will meet those needs that you have. Those deep desires inside of your heart, I will meet them. I, only I can meet them. I've seen people chase after relationships just because they feel alone or they, they want someone significant in their life. And again, that isn't wrong. But if we're trying to find the fulfillment in our relationship, we will be left wanting. Because only Christ can meet that in us. I know some people in the world find that a challenge to think that actually in my relationship with Donna, Christ is first. I find my fulfillment in Christ and, and actually I can then give out a love to Donna, but it isn't the other way around. Donna can't be my all-sufficiency. Why? Because she's human. She can't fill the deep needs of my heart. Only Christ can do that. The deep longings, only Christ can do that. The Holy Spirit works within us to meet those desires. When we give our lives to Jesus, when we're pursuing Him, Christ comes and as we read His Word and as we spend time with Him, He meets that from the inside out. He said, look, I will meet the desires of your heart. And so from the inside, we, we see that. But what about, I would say, our external desires? What about the things we want in this life? Now, I've discovered in my walk with God that as I pursue Him, what I want in this life changes. I don't know if you found that. But when you're just living for yourself and you're pursuing your own goals and your own dreams, actually what you desire is very selfish. You want something that will make you feel better or, or, or something that will be all about you. But when we pursue Christ and when He is our one desire, when is, we're finding our fulfillment in Him, actually what we're looking for in this world changes. Instead of it about pleasing ourselves, actually, we're wanting to, to help those around us. We're, we're wanting to please God. And, and, and actually, the desire of your heart actually really becomes, Lord, I want to do your will. My, my desire is to do your will. That's something that Don and I, we pray together every week. God, we want to do your will. What is my one big desire of this life? I want to fulfill what God's called me to do. So God says, look, I can help you with that. I will give you the desire of your heart. I'll help you do my will. I'll, I'll help you help those in need around you. I'll help you satisfy that. Why? Because it's a desire I put inside of you. 
Sometimes we, we look at Scripture and we can manipulate it to get what we think we want. And we can be disappointed. Why didn't God give me this? I, I, I've, I prayed and He's not answering my prayers. He's oh, you delight yourself in me. You, you find your satisfaction, in, your wholeness in me. And I will give you what then is in your heart. Because God changes our heart to reflect His heart. And then we're desiring what He desires. And we're then in an alignment. He said, look, if you ask anything according to my will, it will be done. Why? Because you've delighted yourself in me. You found yourself in me. And what is in your heart is going to be in your will, in my will. And so thus, it's an agreement. And so it will happen. I will open the doors. And you will start to live the dream life I've called you to live. You see, God wants us to live in that place of delighting ourselves in Him and finding fulfillment to the desires of our heart. You see, He isn't wanting us to live a whole lifetime of, of just wanting and feeling discontented and feeling like we, we're missing out on, on what we could have, living less than. God has always given us more than when we look to Him first. He, he wants us to live in the overflow, not in the, 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 in the minus. Can I just say, and I've shared this in the past, but each one of us has only one shot at this life here on earth. Only one shot at it. It would be so great if we could just hit rewind and maybe do things differently, but we can't. We've only got today to live today. We've only got this moment to live right now. And we can spend our entire life chasing after a mirage. Can't we? Seeing what's out there and chasing after it. Solomon talked about a chasing after the wind. This, this sense of, I, I, I'm just going after something I never can quite obtain. You see, that's what the world offers. If you have this, you'll be happy. You, you, you go after it, you go after it, you go, and at the end of it, you're just left, it's just sand in a desert. It wasn't what I thought it would be. Why is there so many suicides and drug addicts and alcoholics within those in stardom, those that have really made successes, because they get to where they think they're going to be happy and find fulfillment, and they find it's just as empty, if not even more empty, to where they started. So many millionaires, billionaires, people who've got it all, have lives that are completely messed up, because they get to what you think would be success, and you realize it's just a mirage. You can never have enough. You can never have enough money. You can never have enough relationships. You can never have enough stuff to fill the deep desires of the heart. You can never have it. It's you chase after it, you chase after it, you chase after it, only to find it's not there. Today, I've just, I'm giving you, because it's in Scripture, a shortcut. It's an oasis. It's not a mirage. It's truth. It's not fiction. And it's encouragement this morning to delight yourself in the Lord. Find the pleasure, find the satisfaction that only Christ can bring in your life. Come to Him. Come to Him. As you do, you'll discover the deep longings in your heart will be satisfied in a way that only God can do it. It starts with us surrendering our lives to Him and letting Him lead us and letting Him be our one pursuit. Can I say the enemy is always out to try to get us off course? And even Paul talks about this. You know, who caught in on you? Who, 
who, who's, who's led you off the path that you were on? You see, we can be running the race and we can get distracted by other things that we think are very important. Can I just say nothing is more important in our pursuit of Christ? Nothing is. People have wandered from their faith, you see in Scripture, by chasing after money. People have wandered from their faith by going after things that they think will be really important. It's, not, it's never worth it. This morning, Christ says to us, where is your first love? What are you finding your pleasure in this morning? What is your fulfillment being found in this morning? I think it starts here. The first part of this verse starts with us. The second part of it is what Christ will do in us. So the first part is really our, our kind of action, our choice, is delighting ourselves in Him. And so this morning, I, I want to pray that God would ignite afresh in us that love for Him. Again, we see it in Revelation, as I said earlier, the church that had wandered from that, gone from a place of loving Christ to that no longer being their first love. That is our high calling. That is the greatest thing we can do is love the Lord our God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, with all that we are to, to love Him, to light ourselves in Him. And so this morning, we're going to do that. We're going to make that decision again. I'm saying, Lord, I choose you. I choose you. Thank you for watching this week's message. For any more information or to find out more of what we do as a church, you can contact us at info at or check out our website at www.centre-church.uk.